Hi, Kara. Hi, Nancy. It's so good to see you. It is good to see you too. Nice to be with you again. Always good to be, have some time with you. I learned so much from you. Well, to, I, likewise. <laughs> to our listeners and our audience, welcome. Dr. Sue is on her three-month respite, and Kara is one of our, our um, pastors, um, and she does a wonderful job of putting together a message every Sunday for us. And then what Kara and I get to do is explore it. Yes. So, um, Kara, what really um, struck me about your message this week was this whole concept of the soil. You know, that we create our internal soil. Mm -hmm. And you talk about like there's four types. There's like the unworked soil, the thorny soil. What was the third one? Thorny, rocky. rocky yeah. And then like healthy. Mm -hmm. so talk about that. What's the, what is what does soil mean to you that we're going to, you know, plant some seeds and sow them? Sure. Well, anybody that's done gardening knows that there are just some types of soil that are easier to plant in, easier to grow in, easier to just dig up to begin with. And that there are going to be some times that plants bloom you know, voraciously and sometimes that they don't because of the soil. So I, I think as we look at this parable that Jesus was telling us, uh, he lifts up these four kinds of soil. And I think that um, each one has a very specific um, wisdom to teach us because the soil is is our hearts and our and our spirits and and it is what we take God's word into um, and so one of the soils he mentioned was the untilled or the unworked soil and that soil is the one that really cannot even absorb the word of God the seeds that God is planting um, because it is so hard on the surface that nothing can really get through it. And so that those words, that wisdom, the, the help God wants to give us even, um, just cannot penetrate that unworked soil. And so that soil is never going to hold that seed that God wants to blossom. Um, the word that he's given, that God has given us, um, that Jesus has given us. Um, it's never going to blossom because it can't even get the seed down into the soil to begin with. There's just that impenetrable barrier. Um, once we find a soil that's kind of broken up and loosened, there are still some dangers that are there. One of them is the thorny soil. And the reason that one's dangerous is um, because it's so prickly. It's so dangerous. It's such a, a hostile environment. And I think that this is the kind of soil where um, in our hearts, we have all these negative things. We have bitterness, we have hatred, we have judgmental thoughts, um, anything of any of those negative emotions that we carry around that are going to destroy that seed because um, they have that negative energy about them. So those thorns are, 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 you know, are hostile. And then we've got the rocky soil where, you know, you've got all those rocks, you haven't taken them out and um, it's a pain 
And those are the soils where it's, we're just not, we, it's a stumbling block, that rock. It's a stumbling block to us to even believing in God, even believing in the word, even believing that God loves us because those rocks are in the way of us really being able to soak that up. Um, and so those are the three types of soil that Jesus lifts up in the parable. But then he talks about the healthy soils. Do you want me to go on and talk about the healthy soil? So the yes, healthy please. soil is the one that receives the word, is healthy enough to allow that seed to grow and prosper and then bloom into what it's supposed to be. And, and to translate that into human terms, I believe that's when our hearts have kindness, compassion, love, grace, all of those emotions and those qualities that God wants us to have. When Jesus said, love your neighbor as you love, uh, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart and your soul and your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. Now, for me, that's not a two pronged thing. Love of God, love of neighbor. There's a third prong, which is love of self. And I think all of those have to go along together. And it's when we can do those three things that we have healthy soil. Mm, I love that. I read something just like the last couple of days. It said, when we are loving and kind to ourselves and others, we're actually not human. We are actually the divine. Hmm. Because those are qualities of the divine. I like that. Isn't that wasn't yeah. it interesting? Yeah. And so when we're open to letting the divine qualities of love and kindness and whatnot throw through us, our human ego and all those other things are are pushed aside. Right. And and I I believe fully that that we have the divine within us because if if God talks about making God's home within our hearts, within each one of us, so that we embody God, then that means there's d divine, there's, there's divinity within us. And yeah. we don't always allow that to come to the surface. Sometimes we kind of smother that, but it's there. So I'm going to ask you a question about, I want to explore a little bit more about how to build, develop that healthy style healthy soil because you said there's three components right love thy neighbor love yourself right yeah. and what's the third? love god love neighbor as you love yeah. yourself um so we're going to come back to that but i want to just play with this notion of the soil is who we really are so there's a there's in in my journey I've kind of been introduced to this concept of we don't get what we want. We get who we are. Mm -hmm. So if we are loving and kind to ourselves and others, we will, the universe will kind of mirror. Right. You know, that, and that's the type of experience, life experience we're going to have. If we're thorny uh -huh. or rocky, well, then that's how life, our life experience is going to be. So um, what do you think about that? If our soil is something that we're meant to kind of tend to and cultivate and make healthy. Oh, yeah. It's in our power and in our control. And it's our responsibility to make our soil healthy. Because um, 
now that doesn't mean God's not going to help us, but we have to make the choice to have it happen. So, and I do believe that what we project, we will receive. And so if, you know, think about conversations you've had that are maybe a little confrontational. And if you go in butting head with them, they're going to respond likewise, most likely. Some people are awesome and they will try to diffuse that situation. But there's always the possibility that you're going to get that defensiveness back or that thorniness. But if you go in and you are gracious and kind, if you are compassionate and slow to anger, then there's a good chance you're going to get that back because Mm -hmm. that's what you've put out there. And that's what that other person will absorb. And then they'll give that back is the, is the ideal. Um, but we have to take responsibility. I think a lot of times people think, well, God's going to do it. So I'm just going to sit back and open a nice cold beer, put my feet up and wait. And they're going to die the same way they are because nothing will have happened if they're not willing to do the work themselves. You know, Meg Weekly has a new book out um, called Who Who Will We Choose to Become? And one of the notions that her book is to give up hope because hope is 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 um, in action. Hmm. Interesting. I just, you know, I'm just going to sit back, open up a beer and hope it'll all go away. Um, so she puts forward this notion of we need to act if we want something to be different. Mm-hmm. We need to we need to be different. Right, right. That goes back to our conversation last week about prayer and how prayer is an action. It's not just a putting something out there. It's doing something about it. Uh, Anyway, yes, yes. If we want to improve ourselves, that's, and that doesn't mean we don't turn to God and say, please help me do this. Help me to find the tools I need. Help me to have a, a change of heart if that's needed. But I'm going to do the work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Let's go back to those three elements that create a healthy st- style. And I'd love to hear from you how we go about doing it. Because one of them is, I think, really hard. Is it's loving self. We all have an uh, inner critic. Oh yeah, that needs to be fired. And I think that's the hardest element of the three. Actually, is to love ourselves. Yeah. So, so what do you suggest? Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, let's start with love of God. Although, see, I see this as a circle. Love of God, mm-hmm. love of neighbor, love of self. If we cannot love ourselves, we will never love our neighbor. Because we haven't learned how to love and forgive. And that's a huge part of loving ourselves is saying, I did the best I could. I made a mistake. I'm going to do better next time. With God's help, I'm going to do better next time. So if we don't love ourselves, we'll never be able to love our neighbor. And if we can't love our neighbor, how can we show our love for God? Because God has said, love your neighbor. So, and if we can't love God, how are we going to find the divinity within us and find love for it? So it's this big circle that they're all contingent upon the others or or, uh, count. They're all whatever they all depend on the others in order to to be able to happen so i guess we'll start with god but it doesn't matter which one we start with really because they're all equally important 
Um, if we can love the creator who has made this amazing life that we have, and however you see that creator, if we can love that entity, then we will value what we have been given and cherish it. And if we can do that, then we can value and cherish ourselves as part of that, as well as our neighbor. And so then we will nurture and take care of what's within us and what's within our neighbors. And that compassion and love and kindness is part of what makes our soil healthy. Um, and, and, and so each one of those are interdependent. That's the word I was looking for. Um, so I think it, it starts with recognizing the many blessings that are out there and seeing the value and the gift that they are, and then saying, I'm going to take responsibility for valuing those. And this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to take care of my neighbor. I'm going to take care of myself. And I'm going to take care of the creation in which God has, has set us. And those are also some of the ways we nurture our soil. You know, you, you mention um, kind of this interconnectedness of the three. One of the things that I practice a few times, a few times a week, is when I'm meeting with somebody, either on Zoom or in, or in person, is I take a minute to just make sure I look them in the eye and I say to myself, I see you. I love you. That's good. And it just opens my heart. Right. Yeah. I don't have to say it, but I make sure I connect in the eyes. Right. Cause that's where our soul lights are. Sure. I see you. I love you. Hmm. And that is, that has helped me. So these are those little techniques that I need. And then I had to really fire my inner critic. Yeah. About, years ago i just had to, that inner critic that was spending too much time right talking to me i just every time that critic came up to say i'm not good enough or i'm not lovable or i'm not whatever i'm like I'm not listening to you today yeah, get on out and over time it quieted down that's good good for you i think that we often say oh that grace that patience that love that's okay for everybody else I should do better. You know, I, I, I talk about it a lot with mental illness. And I think we say, oh, you know, yes, go on medication, have therapy, do meditation, whatever it is that helps you feel better. But I shouldn't need those things. I just need to buck up and everything will be fine. I think we're very hard on ourselves as it relates mm -hmm. to the grace that we give to other people sometimes. A different mm -hmm. standard. Definitely. I love your idea of firing your inner critic. That's <laughs> wonderful. Oh, yeah. And I invite everybody to do the same because the thing is, it's it's made up out of fear. It's not it's not real. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think it's greatly influenced by the messages we have taken in from around us. And, and again, there we go with the, what you put out there is what you will receive. And, and if someone puts out that message of you're not good enough, you're not thin enough, smart enough, young enough, 
um, whatever enough, those are what we're going to take in sometimes. So. Yeah, it's fascinating. So what do you recommend we do, my friend? Well, I think that um, we need to fire our inner critic and we need to look at people and say, I love you. I see you. I honor you like you do. Those are two great suggestions right there, Nancy. Um, and and actually, I use this text for my my wedding sermons about the seeds and somewhere in there, I talk about how every day we need to look at our partner and say, I choose you. I choose you every day, especially on the difficult days. And so maybe that's what we need to be saying to our neighbors and God is, I choose you. There are so many other things I could choose right now. I could choose the shiny new car. I could choose the strappy sandals. I could choose the... IRA investments, I could choose, you know, whatever, but I'm going to choose you instead, God or neighbor. And because I value you, I see you, I love you. Um, and then once we do that, maybe we kind of reprioritize in our minds and in our hearts what really is, is valuable. You know, it was interesting because um, for those of you that have been kind of following along on these weekly conversations last week, just well, just on Monday, it's we're having this conversation on Saturday. So just six days ago, we did a little family meeting slash intervention with my son. And it, those that probably went as well as they all go. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, he recently moved into this new place and blah, 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 blah. Doesn't really matter. But his neighbor called me today and said, I just want you to know that I've never seen a harder worker, harder working, more committed young man than your son. Mm. Oh, that's wonderful. You know, and on Monday I was thinking we need to, you know, maybe get him to a hospital and he needs some, you know. Right intensive mental health right. in treatment. And I just, that was that, I mean, I mean, I'm, really, I've, I've met this woman twice in the driveway. Mm. Like, I don't know this person, mm -hmm. right? But we exchanged numbers and it was just so nice because she's like, it's okay. He's going to be okay. And he's like, and we got him. Oh, oh, that's so wonderful. You know? Yeah. So I say that, that that is all those three things, right? Yeah, because um, Kellen's loving himself enough to do the do the work, you know, do the work. Right. Um, he's loving the neighbors enough to engage with the neighbors. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And he's trusting God that it's going to all work out just fine. Right. Yep. That's a great example. And I you love know? that idea of we've got him. And isn't that showing everything that God would want us to show to our neighbor? Mm-hmm. 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 And I think God is saying that to us too. I've got you. I've got yeah. you. You're not alone. You're not alone. I've got you. And sometimes I'll walk, I'll just kind of walk around or drive around like, you got this, God? Because I have no clue. <laughs> 
you know, yeah. but I take a miracle or two today. Yeah. Like that'll be fine with me. <laughs> so I kind of have fun with it. Yeah, sure. Well, that's you know, I'm not always a serious people. prayer. I'm not, you know, I'm not a serious, you know, I'm spiritual. I'm more spiritual than I am religious. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of have fun with sure. it. It's like, oh, I take a miracle right about now. <laughs> I know you have uh, many, many of them. That's right. And God's got a great sense of humor. He, I think God, and I'm sorry, I said he, God is not a he or a she, but I sometimes want a pronoun to use and it isn't there in our language, but God, um, I think laughs a lot, hopefully not always at us, but with us. I, I, I believe God is always charmed by us just charmed mm -hmm. no matter no matter what and i and i i have to think about this sometimes god even loves the murderer oh yeah right oh, yeah, because so, you know me not loving somebody is as much an offense as what somebody else does there's no hierarchy of offenses I don't believe in God's eyes mm -hmm. and God loves each and every one of us imperfect imperfect as we are because God's love is unconditional so yes God loves the murderer and wants healing and wholeness for that person okay well Kara you're just it's always fabulous to have these conversations with you well, likewise i always enjoy our talks nancy thank it's, you for your just, time so, yes and for our listeners please if you've got any questions just bring them bring them to us send us an email and with that kara will say goodbye to our friends and i hope you have a wonderful rest of the day you too nancy take care Thanks for joining us at First Presbyterian Church, where faith is nurtured, curiosity encouraged, diversity welcomed, and all are loved. Find out more about us at fpclincoln.org.